Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking and ICBA Securities. My name is Byron Earnhardt, and I'm the Programming Director at Barrett. It is our mission here to serve the community banking industry with information that is informative, relevant, and hopefully we'll have a little fun along the way. So, from Memphis, Tennessee, home of banking, blues, and barbecue, welcome to our little corner of the community banking world. And we hope that we can make your bank, your staff, or maybe just even your day a better one. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump on the podcast and give everyone an update on some of the things that we've got cooked up, as well as revive a series that unfortunately we really hadn't done in a while. We've got some great podcasts in the works that I hope you don't miss. Jim Reber with ICBA Securities will be coming on in the next few weeks to give us his insights around the upcoming Fed meetings. We've got some fun and informative ideas working with the Venture Center around the Think Tech Accelerator that they do alongside the ICBA, as well as some fun ideas around the ICBA Live event in San Antonio. Chris and I have some exciting uh, Zoom calls, and yes, Zoom calls can still be interesting, about some other ideas that we've got floating around. We've also got some really cool roundtables coming up, and if you don't know about Roundtable, I'll drop a link in the show notes, but for a very nominal bank-wide cost, your entire bank has access to no less than 16 live sessions with subject matter experts on compliance, lending, ag lending, and marketing. Needless to say, I stay pretty busy around here. But first, I wanted to revive our Outside the Vault podcast series. As longtime listeners of the show know, we love to tell stories about how banks can get involved in the community to make their communities a better place. And the Outside the Vault series, you could say, is sort of the other side of that coin. It's really the cool things that are going on in communities that fit into where I think banks can get involved with. So, as the name implies, it highlights things that are, quote, outside the vault or outside our normal way of thinking as bankers. Now, yesterday, January 25th, I had the really cool opportunity to uh, judge the district DECA competition. Now, we promised that we would not share student information or anything about the scenarios uh, that they had to do, so obviously I'm not going to do that, but that's not really what I wanted to talk about here. First, as a little bit of a background, uh, DECA, this quote from their website, DECA prepares emerging leaders and entrepreneurs for careers in marketing, finance, hospitality, and management in high schools and colleges around the globe. Did you hear that? Marketing, finance, and management? Okay. Uh, Some of you may have had uh, DECA chapters in your high school, or you may have uh, chapters in your local high schools where you serve. I got to admit, we had one at my high school, and now I kind of wish that I had gotten involved with it. But regrets aside, here's what I learned today. This younger generation has some outstanding business leaders with outstanding inherent skills that are, would blow you away. You know, I've been training bankers off and on for many years now, either here at Barrett or when in branch management or just around the branch as a lender. There were some of the kids that I saw today that, if quite frankly, if age permitted, I would hire them today, put them on a desk making loans and engaging with customers. Today. You could teach them the banking, 
particularly with a bank, uh, a partner like Barrett, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But many of the skills necessary to survive, you can teach, but it just takes longer to develop. Now, most of the group that I saw today, they had these skills down already. And I mean, ice cold. So here's the point. While these kids that I saw today were awesome, they're not unicorns. They're not the rarest of the rare and only exist in the batch of participants that I judged. I'm willing to bet good money that kids like this live and go to school in your communities as well. They are developing a better sense of finance, financial management, business practices, professionalism, etc. far earlier than I did, and I'm willing to bet earlier than most of the listeners of this podcast. Most of us probably live in markets where, let's face it, it is much easier to grow and develop our talent bench from inside than it is to hire and attract from the outside. Now, I'm a big proponent of the small town life, but not everybody is, and particularly with individuals just entering the workplace, fresh out of college or trade school, and ready to take on the world. But you have to remember that this generation is very community-minded and, as a generation, much more concerned with helping others than previous generations. Now, I know I'm painting with a broad brush here, but stay with me. I got to ask, why are we not presenting banking in these terms? Why aren't we presenting community banking as a means of helping your local community and improving the lives of our neighbors? Now, think about your local economy. And what doesn't happen if there isn't banking? Homes don't get built and bought. Small businesses don't get started. Payrolls are not met. People don't have a place to put their money, which represents their blood, sweat, and tears from their jobs, right? Payments are not efficient. They're not securely processed. Even niche areas like ag. You know, I've always said that the biggest economic infusion in my community that's heavily ag-based was the approval of the production lines. Payrolls get met, seed and chemical companies, local businesses where the farmers shop. Does all of that support uh, the betterment, the well-being of our neighbors? Absolutely. If we don't tell that story in our local communities, though, who will? How do we leave this thing we call community banking to the next generation? You think about it in another way. It's community-based succession planning. Now, when my son was younger, his class, first grade, I think it was kindergarten, his class dressed up like community heroes, and they learned about the police department, the fire department, the waste management department, um, and I couldn't be more thankful that they did. It was awesome. Those are heroes that definitely need celebrating and need more of it, quite frankly. But I was a little shocked, I guess, when I suggested that he dress up like a banker one day. His reply and I'm quoting, Daddy, you're not a hero in the community. Ooh, <laughs> a gut shot. Now, admittedly, let me first off say, we should 100% celebrate and acknowledge those that put their lives on the line for us. Absolutely. But to say that we're not heroes in our community? That's a tough pill to swallow. And to make this even more practical relative to the bank today, students are becoming much more financially astute than we were and at a much younger age. The students that I saw today had a better grasp of financial matters than I did at their age. And remember, I was basically raised in a bank. 
if you, the community banker, is not fostering that growth and fostering it in a way that they can understand and relate to, then all those non-bank lenders, those digital banks, those big bad fintechs that are out to take us out, they win. They'll reach that generation much more effectively and efficiently than we can if we keep going down the same path that we have been. And this thing that we call community banking will die on the vine or, more likely, be swallowed up. So what's the solution? Bankers, get in the classrooms and be intentional and consistent. It's one thing to go once a year and give a talk about why saving money is good and pass out pens and how compound interest works. That's great. We need to do it. But where's the engagement? It's great to sponsor the local sports teams and get your name on the scoreboard. Look, many sports programs don't function without that type of, that type of support. It's important. But what does that really do in terms of nurturing the business talent that's in our local schools? And as I often say with material like this, here's where I have to stop because I don't know your communities. I can give you some good examples. I can tell you about some things that I've seen or heard about uh, in other communities. But at the end of the day, you know your communities better than I do. But that being said, I challenge you to get involved in your local communities in a meaningful, engaging, and consistent way. Make bankers like yourself a local hero, even a superhero. And groups like DECA form a great foundation for this. Get involved with the local DECA sponsor. Contact DECA about starting a chapter. I promise you, as a teacher myself, admittedly at the collegiate level, <laughs> we're always hunting for guest speakers. Like podcasters, we always need content. It frees us up from having to come up with, with lectures. Host a financial literacy classes for adults and students. Look, the Fed has some awesome resources around this very topic. You don't even have to come up with the material. Fed has it already done for you. But the point here is, like our own kids, if you're a parent, it's about spending meaningful and consistent time with them. The students aren't going to remember that one outstanding presentation you made on compound interest and how it works, but, but they will remember that person who took time out of their lives and did so on a consistent basis to help them. So get involved. Get creative. Don't be afraid to step out and come up with something new. Ask around and see what other bankers are doing. I've found, having highlighted some of the really cool examples that I've seen uh, on this podcast, that bankers are actually more than willing to share with you what they've learned, unless you're a competitor in their market, obviously. But the main thing to remember here is that, look, there is raw talent in your community. I don't care what size. And they need your help in order to develop now, some of them might even become bankers themselves. And think about it. If that's the case, you want to talk about a, having a loyal employee. That's phenomenal loyalty to your, to your bank. And let's face this. If they're 14, 15 years old, early, mid-high school, they hit the job market in eight years or so. And that's sooner than we think. And now that I just realized that in eight years, my son will be away in college and my daughter will be driving, I think that's a good place to wrap up the podcast. But thank y'all for listening. I hope I've given you something to think about. And look, 
I'm encouraging you. I'm, I believe in you. Keep on striving to be that superhero community banker that I know you are. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss out on the latest episode. We'd also appreciate a five-star rating as well, as that will help get the content out to more listeners. We appreciate ICBA Securities for their sponsorship, and if you would like to know more about quality investment products, services, and education at competitive prices, check out their website at icbasecurities.com. And finally, if you don't follow Barrett on our social media platforms, be sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook to stay up to date with all the cool new things that we've got coming up. And as always, from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of banking, blues, and barbecue, thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you have a great day.